Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Today session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 312 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 125 to 128 in the week of November the 1st to November the 7th. And today we're going to dive into the actual section of Doctrine and Covenants section 127. In this section uh, we learn more, uh, as discussed yesterday, about the principles about the doctrine of the um, the baptisms for the dead. And as mentioned yesterday, this was first mentioned by the Prophet Joseph um, in, uh, in a meeting with a group of Relief Society sisters. And then uh, it was written in the epistle that we see in Doctrine and Covenants section 127 and also 128. Uh, so clearly this is something that he had received some revelation on um, before speaking to and, and writing about it. Uh, and then he has it to share. So if we have a look at the section, first of all, in verse one, he, he greets the saints uh, by talking about uh, the injustice that is happening right now, about the accusations against him and his um, participation or his um, knowledge of the um, attempted assassination of Lilburn W. Boggs, which here he states is, is not true and is not the case. In fact, in verse 1 it says, Inasmuch as they pursue me without a cause, and have not the least shadow or colouring of justice or right on their side, in the getting up of their prosecutions against me, and inasmuch as their pretensions are all founded in falsehood of the blackest dye, I have thought it expedient and wisdom in me to leave the place for a short season for my own safety and the safety of this people. I would say to all those with whom I have business that I have left my affairs with agents and clerks, he will transact all business business in a prompt and proper manner. Close quote. So clearly, he is making his views on the uh, situation very clear here. That you know he doesn't have uh, any um, role in or um, guilt or anything like that on on his side, and that basically for his own safety and also the safety of the people that he's writing to. Because, of course, if he was uh, in the group of saints right now, um, then it's likely that there would, there would be some sort of physical attempts to get the prophet uh, over into Missouri. And those physical attempts to, to make him go to Missouri may be uh, difficult and impact on the lives of the saints around him. And so uh, he has removed himself to, to avoid that. As we move on, in verse 2 it says, And as for the perils which I am called to pass through, they seem but a small thing to me, as the envy and wrath of man may have been common, have been at my common lot all the days of my life. It's interesting that he says this, because of course, it was a matter of a couple of years ago or so, or a few years ago, that he was um, speaking or writing from the, the walls of the Liberty Jail. And... It was in this place that he learns about the the trials of man being a small thing or a small moment. Uh, and of course, it's clear here that he has taken that on board and learned that and internalized that as an important principle, something which he remembers. And as um, he, he writes about it, he also says it seems to be his common lot. 
Um, and this actually makes a point about how um, in life things happen, uh, bad things happen to good people, good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to bad people, and good things happen to good people. Uh, some things that happen in life are just because life is random, life is unfair at times. Uh, and I think that um, sometimes we seem to have been given a, a lot, as it were, or a an amount of things in life which are difficult. The Prophet Joseph Smith was a, 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 a prime example of this. Um, you know, when you think about the things we've discussed in the terms of the background and context, I mean, obviously the persecution, obviously the the um, false accusations, and of course the um, the imprisonments in Liberty Jail at this stage, you know, all of those things were very difficult. But you could argue that those were brought to the Prophet because of his work um, trying to restore the church uh, and the impact this had with, on others in the surrounding areas and neighbourhoods. But actually there are some things in his life that happened which, you know, are, are unexplainable, uh, which just were so difficult. Him and his wife Emma lost a lot of children uh, to, to death. Uh, and that is will have been another difficult thing that they've had to work through through this time. Um the loss of his elder brother Alvin, which was a huge, um, had a huge impact on the prophet and his family when he was younger. Um, the the fact he had to go through what he did when he was a young boy and the um, experimental operation he needed to have on his leg, otherwise he would have lost his leg. You know, there's a lot of things which uh, happened in the life of the prophet Joseph, which seemingly were not to do with the fact that he was called as the prophet of the restoration. And yet he seems to have gone through a lot of difficulty. It seems to have been his lot in life. Uh, and sometimes uh, that you may feel like that. Um, and of course, that can't really be explained or understood why at this stage. But remembering that the Lord is there to bless us and help us, I think is a really important thing with this. And the prophet Joseph he seems to be very aware of this by now. Moving on through the section, uh, he then starts talking about the temple and about the need for the maximums of the dead. In verse 4 it says, Let the work of my temple, and again, verily thus saith the Lord, let the work of my temple and all the works which I have appointed unto you be continued and not cease, and let your diligence and your perseverance and patience and your works be redoubled. Um, so here he starts speaking in the voice of the Lord uh, and that, that, about how the temple is such an important part of his work, and it remains so today. Elder Ronald A. Rasban said, quote, Our work in the temple is tied to our eternal reward. Recently we have been put to the test. The Lord has called us to work in the temples with diligence, pay, perseverance and patience. Being recommended to the Lord requires those qualities. We must be diligent in living the commandments, persevere in our atten attention to our temple covenants, and be grateful for what the Lord continues to teach about them, and be patient as we wait for temples to reopen in their fullness. Close, close quote. Um, the temple is such a blessing and we need to realise and attain to or look towards those blessings that we can receive from the temple uh, so that we can truly have the, the spirit of the Lord in our lives. Moving on, uh, in verse 5 it says, And again I give unto you a word in relation to the baptism for your dead. Um, so at this stage we are going to have the instruction from the Lord about the logistical matters around the need for the baptisms of the dead. 
For example, in verse 6, he says, Early thus saith the Lord unto you concerning your dead. When any of you are baptized for your dead, let there be a recorder, and let him be eyewitness of your baptisms, and let him hear with his ears that he may testify of a truth, saith the Lord, that all your recordings may be recorded in heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth may be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth may be loosed in heaven. So here, we, it's a very important point, this actually. If, if we are to be having the things in the temple be recorded in heaven, then clearly it's a lasting ordinance, it's a lasting covenant made. And as such, we need to have a record of that. We can't just go and be baptised for whoever we want and whenever we want and however we want. We need to make sure that it's all recorded so that then those things are sacred and binding and are recognised as being done and completed rather than saying, oh, have that, has that baptism been done for that person? Oh, maybe, I don't know. Oh, let's just do it again just in case. You know, it is a very important uh, process. Um, I, a Theodore Tuttle said this, quote, Almost the last words of the Lord to the prophet, so far as we can tell, also pertain to temple work. The Lord commanded the prophet to build a temple in Nauvoo, the saints set about to do it. Prior to its completion, the Lord revealed his sacred ordinances. The order of performing baptism for the dead was revealed. Also, the Lord required that witnesses test verify the performance of the ordinances, that all your recordings it or all your recordings, it be may be recorded in heaven. Close quote. So, a very important uh, fact about the need to to have these things in place with baptisms for the dead, um, and I think that that is an important matter that in, that is shown by the way the Lord, uh, by the prophets, wrote this letter, seemingly focused on this topic matter, on baptisms for the dead. Um, so yeah, that, and that really brings us to the end of what he wanted to say specifically about it. So thank you very much for listening today. Over the last couple of days, or the final couple of days of this week, we'll look at the background on section 128 and that section itself. Some wonderful, powerful messages in there. And so I look forward to sharing that with you. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.